Hello and welcome back to Nostalgia FC Latest versus Greatest. <laughs> Today we're taking on England. Yes. England. I we're not going to war with England if anyone. Yes, we are. <laughs> this is not something you might expect from two Welshmen on a podcast during an international tournament that we also feature. But, you know, we're inclusive. So, mm -hmm. England today, we are your hosts, Drew and George. And we're going to do the latest versus greatest, where we take the latest 11 of the England team versus the greatest 11 of the England team at the European Championships. So, the furthest that England have gotten in the European Championships was in Euro 96, where they reached the semi-final. Very famous team from Euro 96. Um, so you probably know a lot of the players, but we're going to go through them anyway. The concept is me and George will go through the teams and we will decide between us which player of the latest versus the greatest. We'll make it into the team and we'll come up with one final 11 with a mixture of the two teams. So without further ado, let's get into the team. Goalkeeper. Right. So, this is the most easy choice of anything I've ever had to choose in my life. <laughs> David Seaman versus Jordan Pickford. I mean, one's got a ponytail, one's got T-Rex arms. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going with T-Rex. I'm joking. I'm, go I'm going with David Seaman. <laughs> yeah, like we've said previously on this podcast, we are big fans of moustaches. Yes, yes. Maybe you said it on the last... Maybe moustache, she'd be better. <laughs> Ooh. Probably not, though. <laughs> I was going to say, when he grew, grew his hair out and did like the little comb over thing, I was a bit like, whoa, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> so not if you had the moustache with that... Yeah, not quite be... a ponytail and moustache. No. But no, no. I, uh, even haircuts and facial hair aside, I do think David Seaman is probably one of the best English goalkeepers of all time. Maybe like Gordon Banks and Pete Shilton probably ahead of him. But yeah, David Seaman has got to be ahead of Jordan Pickford in this team for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even going to pretend that I'm not biased because I hate Everton. I do. <laughs> In fact, I'm a big fan of Jordan Pickford because he helped Dick Origi score, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't let that influence this. Purely on a, a goalkeeping basis, David Seaman is the better goalkeeper. Yeah, I think so. All right, then. Right, it gets a bit awkward here, doesn't it? It does. So the teams we're looking at, for you listeners out there, basically one formation is very different from the other. So what we've decided to do is just go down the line, player for player. So one of the positions might not match up, and we apologise for that. But there's nothing we can do about it. Blame the England managers for not having the same formation. <laughs> so, defenders, we have Tony Adams versus Kyle Walker. I mean, if if you're going to go on the performance Kyle Walker gave against Croatia, it's a lot easier. I think it's already easy, yeah. but <laughs> uh, it's Tony Adams. It's Tony me, Adams, personally. Yeah. I agree. I don't think um, this might annoy some City fans. I don't really like Kyle Walker's football player that much. I think he's very good going forward, but he's quick, isn't he? Yeah, but he just—he's not very good at defending. And I, I understand that for a Liverpool fan, that's rich coming from me. Trent can't defend. Ha ha ha! I know. I agree, <laughs> but I think Kyle Walker cannot defend more less. I know. What I mean, do you think uh, Trent would have been starting right back? No, no, never do I. No, I thought Reese James was going to start right back, but yeah, there you go. Gareth Southgate does what he wants. So yeah, Tony Adams, great uh, Arsenal centre-back, absolute unit. Would probably kill Kyle Walker if they had a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. So next up, we've got 
Psycho, Stuart Pearce, versus John Stones. You know what? I might be controversial here. I'm going John Stones. I was going to say the same. Both, both <laughs> Which is associated why, with Man City. Stuart Pearce used to manage. And I, think, I think I have this sort of thing against Stuart Pearce, though. Have you ever listened to... Um, me and my dad always laugh at this. Have you ever listened to... I think it's Five Live he's on. No. Where he'll, commentate, he'll commentate on whatever the late game is. So we used to go watch Wrexham at three o'clock. And driving home, we'd have the half five game on, whatever it was in the Premier League. And I always, so his accent's so strong, isn't it? <laughs> so like rough. Yeah. And um, he would always just go, he would always just do a thing where it was like, um, for some reason, they on the radio, they would always talk about what boots they were wearing or something like that, or what haircut they had or something. I think they were trying to paint the whole picture because you were only listening. Yeah. Stuart Pierce used to always just be like, Oh, back in my day, I used to wear black boots and that was it. And it's just like, no one cares, Stuart. Thanks, no Duke. Nice one, pal. <laughs> like, no one cares. <laughs> but he always used to bring it back around to him. So I feel like I've got this, like, hatred for People him. hatred of Stuart But yeah, I'm going to go John Stones, I think. Yeah, I think John Stones has actually come around and become an absolutely class defender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose I it helps when your manager is Pep Guardiola, but there you go. Yeah. And you're next to Ruben Diaz. Yeah, that also helps. But he was good before Ruben Diaz came in, to be fair. Yeah. And he's been good for England, yeah. too. There's there's a reason that City bought him from Everton, so it's sort of... Yeah, like true. And a lot of teams were in for him, weren't they? Yeah. And also, he's got good dance moves. We've all seen that video. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> in a dance battle, he would win, so... <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine Stuart, P- Stuart Pierce would be doing the night fever. What's the night fever sort of dance? <laughs> So what we're saying is Tony Adams would beat up Kyle Walker, but John Stones would beat Stuart Pearce in a dance-off. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right then, so next defender. It's the current manager, Gareth Southgate, versus Tyrone Mings. That's I like a hard that. one. I, I don't like think... Tyrone Mings. Yeah, but I don't think either of them are particularly that good, or no. they probably wouldn't be playing if other players weren't injured. They, they are very much not the main defender in their in their no retrospective if, defenses. If Maguire or Gomez is fit, Mings isn't playing. No, and in fact, if both of them are if both of them are fit, he might not even be in the squad. Yeah, that's very true. Uh... I know what you mean in the fact that he, you're right in the fact that he wouldn't be there. I think I quite like Tyrone Mings though. Right. Which seems which seems weird because I've just picked John Stones over Stuart Pearce and to have Tyrone Mings on his side and not Stuart Pearce seems a bit odd. That's that's how we do it on latest versus greatest. Uh, who who are you saying? Go on. Go on. I'll you... go Tyrone Mings as well because I don't really remember Gareth Southgate being that good. But this is harsh. But Gareth Southgate did miss the penalty, which knocked England out of that tournament. So oh, that did. reason he's out. He did, didn't he? Oh, that's painful for a lot of this. We can come back and review this. If England win the Euros, we'll come back and review this and put him in the side. I mean, we could just have him as manager if they were. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Play a manager. But yeah, all right. I mean, that's a, it's a hard choice, that one, because like I said, neither are particularly good. But I am going to I am gonna say Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one, but yeah. Yeah, don't forget about that one. But I suppose that's where we're at. Yeah, I feel a bit dirty about that one. 
No offense, Tyron Mings. I'm sure you're very good, but I, well, I think he, I think he is a good player. I just I think you're right in the fact that if Maguire and uh, Gomez are fit, he's he's not there. Yeah, true. And he had a good game against Croatia. To be fair to him. Yeah, true, true, true. Right then, next choice. This is where the the positional mismatch comes in. You've got well, this is actually quite apt because one of them is out of position anyway. It's Kieran Trippier versus Darren Anderton of Tottenham Hotspur. Played 299 times for them. Portsmouth, Birmingham, Wolves, Bournemouth. Made 471 appearances in his career. 57 goals. 30 caps for England. 7 goals. Versus Atletico Madrid's Kieran Trippier. I mean, I don't remember much about Anderton at all. (laughs) No, me neither. But in the interest of keeping this defence as a defence, I'm going to go for Trippier because... If not, we've got Darren Anderson, who is not a left back at left back. Even yeah. though, and I understand that uh, <laughs> Kieran Trippier isn't a left back either. He's, he's more of a left back. He's a, at least he's a defender, I guess. Yeah, exactly. At least he's sort of what in the right was, position. What was Anderton? He was like a centre mid. midfielder attacking. Yeah. Mid- so the next one, this already gets a bit juicy. Well, actually, not that juicy because it's just very easy. You've got Paul Gascoigne. This is Calvin Phillips. Uh, the, it's an easy one. The only thing I'm going to say is like anyone who's English listening to this is going to be like, oh, but Calvin Phillips had a great game. Yes, he had a great game. Yes, he played really well, but it's Paul Gascoigne. It's Paul Gascoigne. It's Gazza. You can't not have Gazza in an English team if you have a choice. He's possibly the reason Foden dyed his hair. Yeah, there but you apparent, go. But apparently, I read something uh, recently that said that the hairdresser or, and Foden didn't actually know that that's... Well, that makes sense, it's... considering Foden was born in 2000. <laughs> yeah, well, people thought it was like a throwback to him, didn't they? Yeah. And then, apparently, both his hairdresser and him, someone point the cameraman, I think it was, pointed out to him that it was like, oh, it's like Gaza in 1996. And they were both like, what? Who? Like a par- I don't know if this that's false, false information, but I was like, if that is the case, that's a bit like, oh God, <laughs> didn't even know about it. Yeah, yeah. so... Gascoigne. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a question, is it? Paul Gascoigne. Then Euro 96 scored that wonder goal against Scotland where he like flicks it over the defender and scores an absolute peach. Uh, an absolute... Well, I mean, probably the one of the best English players of all time. One of the most creative English players of all time. Calvin Phillips was very good against Croatia. He was, yeah. but he's not Paul Gascoigne. And, it, and yeah. I'm sure if you asked him, he would also put Paul Gascoigne in this team. It's 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 also as well when you when you think of an England side, like one of the first people I think of is Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, that's the well, that was a relatively easy one. So next one, Paul Ince versus Declan Rice. Um. I'm going Paul Ince. I really want Declan Rice at United. <laughs> I don't think this is going to sway it. But what if he listens, Drew? <laughs> well, I was going to say for United, but then this guy didn't mention me in his England 11, so now I don't want to. No, um, I like Declan Rice. I think he's a good player, and I think he will be a very good player in the future. Like he is now. I think he'll yeah, get better. He could be um, yeah. But I think I think Paul Ince, yeah. Yeah, played for Liverpool, played for United, played yep. for Inter. Played for a lot of teams, didn't he? Yeah, played for a lot of teams, yeah, which may be a bad thing. I don't know. But a great player, box-to-box midfielder, just ran the show, great player. And I like 
Declan Rice, he's a little bit one-dimensional. Yeah, I think. Well, it, um, that's what I mean. He's he's a holding midfielder, and that's all, that's what he does, and that's what United need in my head. So that's why I want him. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Paul Ince. Yeah, Paul Ince. I'm going Paul, Paul Ince. Ince. Yeah. All right. Okay. So next one. This is a tough one. You got Steve McManaman versus Mason Mount. Both Champions League winners. Oh, that is a tough one. Um, I think it's Steve McManaman. I was going to say Mason Mount, you know. I really like Mason Mount. I think he's a really good player and really like creative player. Um, I don't know if I'm just saying Steve McManaman because he's one of these players that managed to get out of England and go to Real Madrid. Yeah. So it's like that. Uh well, I'm finding it tough, and you've said Mason Mount. I'm a Liverpool fan as well, so I should say Stephen Manaman, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, but, yeah. But no, I think I think Mason Mount is his creative flair for Chelsea and for England. He's such a good player. Like everyone took the make out of Frank Lampard, saying, "Oh, he just loves Mason Mount." There's a reason why he loves Mason Mount. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's absolutely a good, class. good player. Got the assist in the Champions League final for Kai Havertz. Like he's a great player. Considering he's playing for Derby County. Yeah, not that long ago on loan, and now he's absolutely tearing it up, keeping Hakim Ziyech out the side. I'm, I'm going for Mount. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to yeah, go for Mount. I'll, I'll go with you with that one then. Yeah, I know Steve Mount was great, and he was great in the '90s, and like he's absolutely rapid and an amazing player, a substandard pundit. But there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think for me, Mason Mount for that that creative flair, which I know McManaman has too, but I think Mason Mount has a bit more to it. Yeah. All right then. Now we get into the interesting ones. David Platt versus Phil Foden. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. Bit of a story here. I was at work. Um, when was this? Was that only a couple of days ago. And someone pulled, uh, like said to me about my the, what I said about Foden um, in Joe Roberts's episode. Yeah, like Phil Foden won't won't be mentioned next year. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be the moment I hold my hands up and say that's possibly one of the most stupid things I've said in my life, football and non-football related. Uh, I take it back. I'm easily putting Phil Foden in the team for me. Yeah, I think he's so good, and yeah, hold my hands up, say I'm wrong. What a player! So you're putting him ahead of David Platt. Yeah, I think from what I understand of David Platt, they're quite similar players, and they're both like attacking, dribbling players, just run for days, attacking flair. So it is a sort of like for like pick, I think. I might be wrong. I'm sure people can correct me if I am wrong, but I think that's what David Platt was about. So I'm going to agree with you and go with Phil Foden. I think Phil Foden is going to be one of, if not the best English player of all time. Do you think as well with Phil Foden, everyone's talking about Mbappe and Haaland. Do you think he should be mentioned in that conversation? Yes. I think it's hard to as like, as like young strikers. As like yeah. young players coming through sort of thing. Yeah. I, I, I think he should be, yeah. I think if Pep Guardiola 
one of the most acclaimed managers of all time. He's he managed Messi in the peak of his career. Yeah, he's massive, massive, uh, managed David Villa, Cos Puyol, Iniesta, Xavi, and he's saying that he Phil Foden is the most naturally gifted player he's ever seen. Yep. I think that should suggest that he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Phil Foden gets in there. That's a hard choice. David Platt against most other players in this team would get in, but Phil Foden is a special case. Now then, now you then, know, now then. You now know, then. I've just realised what's coming up. You like, there's a big, up. there's a big choice coming up. That one's next. So your choice is Alan Shearer versus Harry Kane. Ooh, that's a tough one. I just, I just looked down at my phone then of like the two teams next to each other, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Alan Shearer. I'm going Alan Shearer. He's the top scoring player in Premier League history. Harry Kane might get there, but he's not there yet. <laughs> no, and also for England, Harry Kane isn't that good. He's great for Tottenham, but for England, he, I don't know what's wrong with him. He doesn't seem to play no. that. No, doesn't really get involved in the game the other day against Croatia. He and whenever he did, he just looked uncomfortable. Yeah, the sad weird. thing is, this comes out after England's second game, where no doubt Harry Kane will have scored a hat trick against Scotland, and we yeah. can just shut our mouths and be quiet. But until then. I, <laughs> And I, I mean, Harry Kane is great. He's an excellent player. Any, he get in any team in the world. One of the best pure strikers in the world. One of the last great pure strikers. Yeah. But I think Alan Shearer is the benchmark for English strikers, and no yeah, one. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I. Yeah. The, I. Just, it's it's a, it, it's like it was an easy decision, but it, it feels hard that it was an easy decision because Harry Kane is so good. But yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's. He is the benchmark for every English striker. Every English striker is looking who's it who plays in the Premier League is looking at that. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, thinking can I be him? Can I do that? And yeah. the answer is no. <laughs> and even for England too, like Alan Shearer, just an amazing player. So yeah, Alan Shearer has got to be in there. Sorry, Harry. Next, sorry, last last choice. Last. You've got Teddy Sheringham versus Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Ooh, very different players. <laughs> yeah, very different players. Very different indeed. Um, my natural instinct is to tell Sterling to fuck off because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you hate him. I'm not a big fan of his because of what he did to Liverpool, little snake. But I appreciate how good a player he is. And even though Pep decided he wasn't that good this season and didn't play him... And well, he's fair, not, he's, he didn't play well this season. No, he's not played very well at all this season, which was... But I think... The fact that Southgate had faith in him to start him in the, the first game of the Euros and then he did score and played very well, I think yeah. shows like the testament to his character as well. Like to have such a season of adversity where everyone's talking like, is he gonna leave? Does Pep like him? Why is he not playing? When he plays, why is he not very good? To then put all that behind him and just forget about it for one game, score at a home game for England at Wembley. Yeah, I think that yeah. fair play to him. Fair play to him. Yeah. And recently got an MBE. Yeah, exactly. For his uh, work against racial, racial. quality, yeah. It's on you, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, but you're not um, on the team. Teddy Sheringham's going on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Raheem just Sterling's going in, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Raheem Sterling's going in. Yeah, um, yeah. He's not. He's not had the best season, but we're not talking about just one season, are we? We're talking no. About... And you imagine the partnership of Shearer and Sterling. Oh, I know. Yeah, he also um, Sterling in the Croatia game, which probably actually isn't much of a surprise. Was the most cap player? Yeah, nice. I didn't know that. 
But if you, if you think about who else was in it, I guess that's not that surprising. No, no, I guess not. P- apart from maybe Harry Kane. Yeah. Here's some context. Sheringham, 51 yep. England caps, 11 England goals. Oh, I think Sterling's got like 14 or 15, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I saw that during the Croatia game. And Raheem Sterling has 62 England caps, 15 England goals. So he's got more caps and more goals. Yeah. So yeah, I am going to have to go with Raheem Sterling. Yep, I agree with you on that one. All right, well, there we go. There's England, done. Latest versus greatest. I will say, we were saying about the Portugal one on our last episode that we reckon it could win the Euros. This one would struggle a little bit more, I think. Yeah. There are some so, top quality players in there, but you do have Tyrone Mings at the back and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go through it. So we've chosen David Seaman in goal with a defence of Tony Adams, John Stones, Tyrone Mings and Kieran Trippier, which means we've got three centre-backs and a right-back. <laughs> yeah. And then we've gone for Paul Gascoigne, Paul Ince, Mason Mount in midfield. That's a tidy midfield. Mm. Not a lot of backtracking there. Paul Ince has a lot of uh, backtracking to do there by himself. And then the forwards, we've gone for Phil Foden, Alan Shearer and Raheem Sterling. Yeah. There is our England latest versus greatest. Might be with that. Yeah. Lovely little team. The biggest question though, and... This is huge and a very difficult uh, decision. If you can, if you could do this, would you replace Alan Shearer with Kiefer Moore? Oh, yeah. I'd I'd put put (laughs) Kiefer Moore 11 times. Same. So there we go. That's that's our second episode of Latest versus Graces in the bag. So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this version of Latest versus Graces with England. Join us again next time where we're going to take on the mighty France. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And remember, if you don't follow us already, go follow us on social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all under the handle at NostalgiaFCPod. We also have an email address which you can contact us on. It is... Sorry, NostalgiaFCPod at gmail.com. So don't forget, stick around until after the end credit music to hear one of our former guests tell you all about their favourite ever Euros moment. This week it is... Mr. Josh McGilvery. You've heard him on his own episode. You've also heard him on our Heroes versus Villains special. And he will be delivering his favourite ever Euros moment. All that's left to say is that was Nostalgia FC Pod latest versus greatest. That was England. And what a team it was. And what a team it was. That's the last time you'll ever hear her say that. <laughs> Thank you for the nostalgia boys for asking me to record my Euro memories. Um, 
Mine were a bit different, probably most. I was growing up, that's going to be painful to say, but I was an England fan. So I was fully on board for the Euros 2004 and everything like that, with Rooney kicking off and doing everything and then getting humbled by Zidane. Um, and then all that stuff, and then obviously it all went a bit bad for England. And that's not the reason I supported Wales, as, as I grew to be a football fan, that's how they got me. So then I progressed, and then it was Euro 2016, which I think most of these videos may be for any of George and Drew's friends. Uh, but mine was a bit different, I think. Obviously had the highs, getting through the group, knocking out Belgium, who were the number one team in the world at, the mo at that time. But I think for me, my favourite Euros memory is actually the game we lost against Portugal. I think we were, even though we lost for that game, I was in a fan park, we were surrounded by loads of Welsh fans, and I think even though, as soon as the final whistle blew, everyone went, ugh. And then within five seconds, everyone just appreciated what it meant as a, as a footballing nation who, not a good football, hadn't been a good footballing nation to achieve all that. We've had successes in other sports like the rugby. Yeah, you expect a good result to a certain extent, but for football and to be able to do all that, it was just a massive, massive thing to achieve that. So progressing on and seeing everyone come together and just thinking back to those memories and then recapping the whole thing and everyone talking, discussing it, I think that for me is my favourite Welsh memory. Or oh, not Welsh memory, my favourite Euros memory. And yeah. Cheers, boys.